This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get our lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash Spotify offer to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite teams out of market Sunday afternoon games exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6th. No refunds. Flow Racing is the ultimate digital home track for race fans everywhere. Subscribe today and stream over 1,300 racing events live and on demand. Flow Racing has something for everyone, like NASCAR Weekly Series, Sprint Car Racing, Drag Racing, Off-Road Racing, and much, much more. Learn more at flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. That's flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live Wide Open. Off the end of the back straightaway. Larson's going to send it. Larson's in the wall. Larson's on Hamlin's back bumper. Logano leads down the back straightaway. Keselowski's in line. Now he turns him. Boot team Penske cars crash. Keselowski is up in a ball of flame. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Now, here's your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another installment of NASCAR Live Wide Open here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you. We appreciate you downloading our newest installment of the show on the heels of the 2022 NASCAR racing season and championship weekend at Phoenix Raceway over the weekend in Arizona. Before we get going with speaking of racing and the like, I just want to pause here for just a moment 
And on behalf of all of us here at Motor Racing Network, extend our thoughts and our prayers to the Gibbs family. We got horrible news on Sunday morning when we were getting ready to go for the championship race that we had lost Coy Gibbs, who is Joe's son and Ty's father. Of course, hours prior, Ty was just celebrating with Coy as becoming the 2022 NASCAR Xfinity Series champion. And in the matter of hours, Coy was gone and wasn't with us anymore. That grief that the family is facing and dealing with and processing right now has to be just incomprehensible what they're going through. And we are definitely sending out our thoughts and our prayers to Joe and Pat and Heather and Ty and the entire Gibbs family as they continue to process this and, and just try to figure out what's next. Just overwhelming grief for the Gibbs family. And the ironic thing about all of this is as that family and we as a sport, were trying to process it. We still had a race to run on Sunday. We did run that race, but it was done with heavy hearts. And all of us were thinking about the Gibbs family all race long. And we certainly hope that they're able to find the peace that they need. And we send out our thoughts and our prayers and our positive energy to the Gibbs family as they continue to, to try to make sense of all this and try to process the absence of, of Coy, who was brother to JD, who has also passed away as well. So we continue to think of the Gibbs family. We mentioned Ty winning the NASCAR Xfinity Series championship on Saturday. Uh, that obviously one of four championships handed out over the weekend at Phoenix Raceway. It started Friday morning with the Arkham Menard Series West. Jake Drew took the checkered flag, won the title there. Zane Smith won the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series championship as well. And then you had the NASCAR Cup Series championship won by Joey Logano, Team Penske, the number 22 Shell Pennzoil Ford Mustang team. We send our congratulations to all of those championship winners from the weekend at Phoenix. It was a job well done by everyone. But we wanted on this installment to focus in on someone you don't hear a lot about. And that's the man that supplies the power to the Ford folks in the NASCAR Cup Series. We're speaking of Doug Yates. You legacy race fans out there remember his father, Robert Yates, going all the way back to the 80s with Bobby Allison, even into the even into the 90s with Dale Jarrett when when it was Robert Yates racing. Well, Doug Yates, I guess it's been almost 20 years ago that got into a partnership with Jack Roush. And that's where yeah, uh, Roush Yates engines came to be. And they have powered many champions over the years. They have powered many race winners over the years. And we wanted to allow you the opportunity to get to know Doug Yates. So let's go to the hotline and let's bring in Doug Yates of Roush Yates Engines. Doug, welcome back to NASCAR Live Wide Open. How are we doing? I'm doing great, Mike. Thanks for having me on today. It's my pleasure, my friend. Lots of things to celebrate. 2022, obviously, in the books. A championship comes to Team Penske and Joey Logano. It comes to Ford. And it comes to Doug Yates and Roush Yates Engines as well. What kind of mood is going on over there in the shop today for those engine builders and everyone associated with that effort? Yeah, everybody here at Roush Yates is just so excited. You know, it's it was um, it was a long year. You know, we we um, we worked hard all year. Everybody, all 215 dedicated employees, uh, got a chance to celebrate uh, yesterday and and um, Monday afternoon when I got back here and just got everybody together and just 
you know, we talked about how how much uh, hard work everybody put in. You know, we didn't really know the rules, as you know, until the week of Christmas last year on the on the 670 package, and it was a work in progress all year long. But um, uh, just uh, proud of everybody, and, and it's really all about the people. You know that, Mike. It, it, it takes everybody doing a great job and working hard and, and staying in the game all year long. Um, and, and everybody here at Roush Yates and Ford and Team Penske did that, and uh, and it paid off for the championship at Phoenix, and we're, we're just proud to, proud to be part of that team. It's ironic you bring up the offseason of last year because that actually was a conversation in the garage at Phoenix this weekend. A lot of folks may not know that, you know, a lot of the hard work, a lot of the grunt work actually began when we returned from the Olympic break last year for a lot of the pit crews and drivers. We came back out of that Olympic break in in July, went all the way to the end of the year, immediately went to work on next-gen car-related preparations all the way through the offseason. Went to Daytona, one-off weekend this year in the middle of June, and then all the way to the end of the season. What kind of what kind of work schedule was it like for you guys? You mentioned you didn't get the rules basically until the beginning of of, of the year. What kind of ripple effect did that set off there with what you do? Yeah, it, it's been a continuous year for everybody in NASCAR, and you know my hats off to uh, NASCAR for this new car. You know, the first year of the next gen cars, I think definitely delivered great racing on the racetrack and uh for the engine guys across the series you know it was all new rules and, and like i said we were testing at charlotte and and um and actually kevin harvick said hey why don't we put uh the 670 package in here and he did and it, it looked good and, and right away we had to go to work on changing up our parts orders and really starting to develop that 670 8500 rpm package so it's been a work in progress for us, you know, it, it started out great. You know, we won the Daytona 500 with Austin Cindric and Team Penske and actually won the the clash uh, with Joey Logano uh, there. That was an awesome event. Uh, really cool to be able to race at LA Coliseum. And and the season started out really well for us, but uh, during the summer, you know, it was uh, it was a pretty long dry spell. You know, there, you guys didn't have much to talk about on the Ford camp for a while. Um, really after Joey won Gateway until about Michigan. and uh, But from Michigan on, man, it was uh, it was really strong end of the season for us. And, um, you know, all the teams really worked hard on the cars. The guys at Ford Performance did a great job. And, and everybody here at Roush Hates really stepped our game up. And, and um, when it was time to go, uh, we were ready. And, and um, it, we won, set on six poles in the playoffs of the 10 playoff races. And and um, Joey set himself up by winning Las Vegas to, to have a shot to go to Phoenix and uh, and uh, and control the race, and that's what he did. So it, it's been a long season. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to a nice, <laughs> regular, normal off season where we do get some weeks to, to uh, take a breath and relax and regroup, and everybody deserves it. It was, uh, it was a great season for NASCAR, and, and uh, it's great to be the champs. So when you roll out a new engine and you put it in your cars, if you if you feel that you know there are things that can be done differently or things that you would wish you could do differently, how do you go about doing that? Are the rules tighter now than they used to be? Do you have the ability to maybe go a different direction if you find that whatever it is that you set out with, you weren't necessarily pleased with? Yeah, absolutely. This year, you know, we had open development rules, so you could change cams, cylinder head, intake manifolds, exhaust systems, and and uh, the new car, like I said, it, it had you know 
the exhaust system was different, the RPM range was different, the power level was reduced from 750 to 670. So we had a lot of development going on this year. In fact, you know, we started the year off with spec one, uh, we call it HS1, and uh, we worked every week almost uh, releasing a new specification, which may be a new camshaft, a new cylinder head, a new intake manifold, a new header package. And we ended up, by the end of the year, um, the this package we raced at Phoenix was the 15th different spec that we had this season just for the 670 package. So 15 different spec releases, which is a very intense process because every one of those has to, to be validated, uh, run across the ABL dyno to make sure to do a true durability test to go run a race here in our shop and uh, release those parts to um, our race engine department that builds the engines and, and gets them to the team. So it's uh, it was a pretty intense season and um, we did a lot of work, but boy, it is really nice when you put that much effort into it that you um, that you get paid off and rewarded with um, with a season like we did. But it was it was a long season and a lot of engine development this year. And um, and it was um, it was a great year. I'm very proud of everybody here at Roush Yates. Well, I want to go a little deeper. You just explained kind of the back half of the process, but a lot of race fans will ask us, they'll ask crew chiefs and drivers about engines and, and, and various questions about that. So I'm going to oversimplify this, so bear with me. So when you have all of the parts and the components that you need to assemble an engine, say they're laid out on a table in front of us, how long from that point to the time that it is buttoned up, sealed, ready to go, and ready to be dropped in the race car, how much time are we talking from the time you begin to the time you ultimately end the process? Yeah, so it's a great question because a lot of people ask, how long does it take to build an engine? And it takes about one day to assemble an engine. You know, basically when all the parts are laid out, everything's laid on in the carts and in the assembler area, it takes a day to build it. You know, we'll run it across the engine dyno. Um, to test for power and to do our um, our valve lash and inspections and and that's you know a couple hour process and then the engine is actually final dress where we put the back of the uh, the clutch and and the bell housing and, and make sure it's ready to go in the car so that's that's only a couple of days but the real work starts you know with all prepping the parts uh, in the hone shop uh, getting the block uh, honed and washed and then all the parts. Um, fitted from the main bearings to the rod bearings to the to the uh, piston rings to the pistons are cut you know that's the part that takes weeks to prep and um and that's um that's that's a process that we laid out um many years ago here when we put our company together with jack roush in 2004 uh, but but the the process of assembling it is about a day, uh, but all the prep work are there's weeks involved in prepping the parts and getting them prepared uh, to to be assembled uh, to get ready to go to the racetrack. Now, how many engines do you have at one at, at one time? How many are are assembled, ready to be distributed, or sitting in the shop ready for action? Yeah, so in total, we have about 150 engines. Um, uh, to service our 15 cup teams. And then uh, we have about four Xfinity teams that are in that mix as well. Uh, but basically every team has a rotation of about six engines uh, that they'll race and then they'll send it back and it'll go through that process of getting disassembled, prepped, and ready to go race again. So that's how we manage our rotation. 
uh, and uh, and make sure that the teams get the engine in time, that they can set the cars up and get them across the chassis dyno and prepare to go to the racetrack. Wow, that is absolutely amazing. Another question that I get from listeners a lot is, what other things are you involved in? We're speaking of just the NASCAR portion of the business, the the Xfinity Series and the Cup Series. What other race equipment do you power? Yeah, we you know through the years we have we have built all kinds of engines. Obviously, in the Truck Series when that was open, and um, and the Arca Series was something we had a lot of involvement back in the day. We we built sprint car engines, dirt late models, off road trucks. Uh, we've done a little bit of everything in the engine business. Um, I'm really proud of our success that we had when we went a Ford Motor Company and Chip Ganassi and Multimatic to back to Le Mans and won um, Le Mans 2016. Uh, that was that was a highlight of our company. But today, um, they, we have two divisions. We build, obviously, the NASCAR uh, race engines, but we also have a division that manufactures components for the defense uh space, aerospace, and medical industry. And that's something I'm really proud of our company. You know, we make parts that are really uh, life-critical parts that are out in uh, in war today, going um, all through the world. So, um, and going space, something that, uh, you know, we have a talented team here and, and uh, we love to win races on Sunday and, and uh, make some parts for other trees uh, throughout the week. How did you get involved in that? I, I know that there are some forms of our sport that got involved with creating things when COVID um, hit, got into manufacturing. I know that you know, plexiglass, things of that nature were needed to be manufactured, some of our NASCAR teams. But how did you get involved with the other side of, of the business from the NASCAR side? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, when we started porting cylinder heads in the 19, early 90s, um, you know, we started adding CNC equipment and um, and really developing a skill set. And, and it, we ended up with so much equipment that my dad and I had accumulated through the years that uh, we got together with Jack and saying, hey, why, why don't we take this and do, do some different things? So it was just kind of an evolution. And we have so many talented people. Um, that it just made sense. So we outgrew the facility we're in we're at the engine facility here, and we've added and expanded into what actually used to be my dad's uh, old race shop, and Richard Petty was in that shop at one time. So we have an 88,000-square-foot facility where we manufacture primarily uh, defense, aerospace, uh, some engine components. Um, one thing that I should have mentioned uh, is we make a lot of parts for the next-gen car. It's something I'm really proud of. I talked to the team yesterday, and and uh, not only did we build the engines, but we also uh, built a lot of the components, including the uprights, the shifters, the oil tanks for the Fords, and, and other parts um, for every car in the series. So I think it's something that uh, you know, NASCAR uh, allowed us to do, and, and you know we won that bid to, to supply those parts. So it's a very uh, talented group of people, and I'm proud that uh, we can do those things. Wow, that's absolutely amazing. You mentioned your dad a couple times, and. Doug, I'll be honest, when Joey took the checkered flag on Sunday, there's a lot of, you know, memories that come back. Obviously, you're watching the current team win the championship. It's ripple effect of Paul Wolf and Roger Penske. But you and your dad popped in my mind because those of us that have been around this sport for a while know that your father, Robert Yates, NASCAR Hall of Famer, was all about winning, winning races, winning championships. You have continued that legacy. Have you had a chance to reflect about the successes not only a present day, but past days when the Yates name and the Yates brand spent some time winning some races and winning some championships. Yeah, you know, I, I 
kind of have chills thinking about that and thank you for bringing that up and you know as the laps were counting down there in phoenix you know 50 to go 40 to go i started really thinking a lot about my dad and 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 the racing with him and and just all the things we accomplished and and there in phoenix i mean he loved racing at phoenix and we won a lot of races there with davy allison and well, one there, ninety-one and ninety-two, and then with DJ, and and um, and so it, it did bring back a lot of memories. You know, I I know he'd be really proud of us. Uh, boy, I miss him every day. Um, and I did get a chance to celebrate the win with my wife, and one of my daughters was there, Olivia, and she's a huge race fan. And it was um a really special moment for our family. You know, championships are so hard to come by. I told the team here yesterday that you know my dad raced for forty years, and he was. He was the best at what he did, and he had an opportunity to win two championships, you know, 83 with Bobby Allison and and with his own team in Del Jarrett at 99, and for us to be able to to carry that on and, and to win uh, two and four-year span is something that's really special. Don't take that for granted, uh, but I wouldn't be here without, you know, him and, and his guidance and leadership and, and um I think about him a lot. And I appreciate you mentioning that. It really means the world to me that you that you did that. And um, hopefully I'm making him proud and everybody here at Roush Yates and Ford is making him proud. Oh, there is no question that you are making him proud. Um, it, your father was um, was a great resource to a lot of us in the garage when he was with us. And, you know, you folks always, always have handled things with a level of class and a level of decorum. And with that comes a lot of respect. And, we obviously respected your father. We respect you, the entire family, and what you create and put on the racetrack, and it earned you a championship this past weekend at Phoenix. We salute you, everybody at Ford, everybody at Team Penske, and everybody at, at um, Roush Yates uh, Engines and, and, and the whole package. It's been quite amazing to watch this year, and uh, we salute you, my friend. It's well-deserved, and I know you're going to take a little downtime, but 2023 is right around the corner. I'm sure those preparations are already underway. Yeah, we are we are looking forward to uh, the Daytona 500. You know, we've we've been fortunate to win the past two years. We want to keep that streak going. Uh, next year is our 20th anniversary as Roush Yates, and we we want to we want to have a big year for that. But um, you know, before we jump off here, I just wanted to you know send my thoughts and prayers to Joe Gibbs and his family. You know, I you know we mentioned my dad and made me think a lot about Joe and Coy and JD and their entire family and just um really thinking about those guys you know nascar is a big family and um we're definitely um my thoughts and prayers and condolences go out to to them today and we all uh, all of us at mrn echo those same sentiments my friend uh, appreciate you bringing that up appreciate you joining us today we'll let you get back to it over there and uh, all the best and uh, enjoy the off season and the downtime it is much much deserved same to you you do an incredible job and um thanks for all you do and we'll see you soon what a classy man. What a classy organization. What a classy family. Those Yates folks. We remember Robert. Obviously, Doug has continued the family tradition of winning in championships, but he also continues the legacy of class. When you make that short list of folks in this garage, in this sport, that demonstrate impeccable respect and class and just earn that salt of the earth moniker, they're on that list, and we salute Doug Yates and his team that supply the power plants for the Ford Motor Company of the NASCAR Cup Series, and as he mentioned, in the NASCAR Xfinity Series 
as well. So job well done by Doug Gates. Hope he's able to get that rest because, well, as we mentioned, 2023 is right around the corner. Let's also pause here for a moment. Let's bring producer Trey in. If you've if you've downloaded us and you've checked out our weekly shows, you know that a part of this process, we give you the odds for the weekend and we give you the flyer picks and we give you race winning picks and all that. But uh, Trey indicated that he wanted to go back and he wanted to revisit how many he got right. And I'm curious to know this as well. So let's bring in producer Trey. Give us the download, Trey. Um, how did the scorecard look when we took the checkered flag at the end of the racing season last weekend? So we're not going to have a perfect scorecard. I, as far as this went, you know, I wasn't picking winners every single week. But if you look at the odds, if you pick the winners that I had for you, you probably had a pretty successful year. The year started a little rough, but when summer got here and the weather outside started to heat up, the picks started to heat up a little bit. And our first outright winner was Ryan Blaney in the All-Star Race, 12 to 1 odds. So you had a pretty good return there. But then after that, we went on a streak of those flyer picks. The long shots were hitting fairly often. It started with Daniel Suarez getting his first career win at Sonoma. 28 to 1 odds going into the weekend. Daniel Suarez, you could have got there. Tyler Reddick winning at Road America. 22 to 1 odds there on Tyler Reddick. Then Kevin Harvick did it at Michigan as a long shot at 22 to 1. And then it didn't even stop there in the playoffs. Eric Jones taking the 43 back to victory lane at Darlington. I had him as a long shot going into the Southern 500, and he was 40 to 1. And then probably the pick I'm most proud of this year at the beginning of the playoffs, I had Joey Logano for you. Joey Logano was 12 to 1 to win the championship at the start of the playoffs. So you could have got him there. And then I. Mentioned it again going into the race this past weekend. His odds, he was right up there with Chase Elliott as the favorite as 2-1. to one. But if you took him at the start of the playoffs, he was 12-1. to one. But next year, when we're going back through these every week, take a peek at those long shots because we had four long shots hit this year and the minimum odds were 22-1. to one. And Jones and Suarez at 40-1 to one and 28-1 to one odds. You're not going to win as much money on that as the uh, billionaire did winning the Powerball this week, <laughs> but uh, you have a lot better chance of winning those than, uh, what was it, I think one in 292 million or something mm-hmm. like that were the odds for the Powerball? Yes. And obviously, we are not uh, a part of that because we're here. <laughs> because if we were, we wouldn't be. <laughs> Listen, Otezo, you've done a great job with these this year, and I know that we're going to re-rack it and do it again. Next year, you just never know. You give us, you know, that flyer, as you call it. You give us that long shot odds. I think one of the things that we learned in this racing season that anything is possible. The question is, can that be reproduced? And can that be can that be done again in 2023? I'm tending to think and Trey, I'll get your thoughts on this. I'm tending to think no because of the newness of the car. Everybody was still finding their way. I'm thinking that we'll have less race winners next year just because that new car smell will have worn off by at least one racing season. What do you think? It's going to be so hard to tell. And I think that it could go either way because you could say, oh, we're going to have less winners. But then if you look at some of these drivers that didn't win 
in 2022, your Ryan Blaney's, your Truex's, and then you look at some of these teams that started to perform better at the end of the year. RFK really got going. I could see Brad Keselowski winning next year, and then I'm already going to, this is long shot, I'm not picking him to win the championship or anything, but I think a candidate for a breakout driver in 2023 based on the way he was running at the end of the season, Harrison Burton, basically has the same equipment as the Team Penske guys, so I think it could go either way. I think that this really has been a a great equalizer, and I think the fact that we had so many non-playoff winners win in the playoffs kind of shows that this could continue. Maybe we don't get to 19, but I think some guys that didn't win this year are going to win next year, and it's a matter of who you're going to take off the list that won in 2022 that's not going to win in 2023. We will see how it all unfolds, and good job this year giving us those odds and providing some guidance to those folks out there that had some extra units laying around that they wanted to that they wanted to put into place for our races. Uh, we appreciate you doing that, Trey. We appreciate all of you for checking us out. That's that's the end of the show for this week. We will be back next week, and we will have you covered in the offseason. We're going to do some top 10 lists. We're going to do some best of shows, take you back through some of the things you may have missed on earlier downloads, and then, of course, all gearing up to a brand-new racing season that will begin in 2023. Don't forget that we will have coverage of the NASCAR Awards and Champions Celebration. That'll come your way on Thursday, December the 1st at 7 p.m. Eastern in advance of obviously the holiday season and getting ready for the 2023 NASCAR season. Cup, Xfinity, and Truck. And of course, you can count on Motor Racing Network to be with you every step of the way. NASCAR Live on Tuesday will continue in the offseason. That's 7 p.m. Eastern time. We're going to take a little downtime here as well over the holidays and reboot and ready to go all again. But we've got some champions to crown and celebrate, and we will indeed do that here on the Motor Racing Network. So for producer Trey and the rest of the MRN team, I'm Mike Bagley. Thanks again for the download. Check us out on NASCAR Live Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern time on the Motor Racing Network. Until we speak again, have a great week, weekend. And take care, folks. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. Do you have an unused car, truck, motorcycle, boat, or RV taking up space? Put it to good use by donating it to the NASCAR Foundation. Proceeds help fund medical resources for children in our racing community. Your wheels can heal. Call 844-NASCAR-9 and we'll come tow away your vehicle for free. The process is quick and your gift is tax deductible. Call 844-NASCAR-9 to donate your vehicle to the NASCAR Foundation today. Your donation will help our children survive and thrive. 